Listen up, MoCast listeners. 2009 is finally here, and now, GoDaddy hosting plans are more powerful than ever. Best of all, plans start at just $3.95 a month. And no matter what plan you choose, your site receives 24-7 maintenance and protection in the GoDaddy.com world-class data center. Plus, as a listener of MuggleCast, enter code RON, that's R-O-N, when you check out and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Some restrictions always apply, but check that site out for the details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. What are you listening to after today's episode? How about a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up? Log on to www.audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast today for details. Because we're here to usher in the new year. This is Michael Cast episode 168 for January 15th, 2009. Look at this. Look at this. 686 people in the Ustream feed right now, and there's not even big news. This is like, this may be one of the biggest shows we've done live on Ustream, and uh, there's not even news. There's news. There's a lot of news. And I'm excited to uh, introduce, thank you, Micah. I'm excited to introduce the panel today. First, joining me in studio is Matt Britton. Hi. Um, (laughs) Well said. Also, via Skype today is Micah Tannenbaum. Hey. <laughs> man of many words, as always. Uh, who else we got here? We have Laura Thompson. Hello, Laura. Hey, how are you? You're looking dashing today. 
Oh, I know. Thank you. I dressed up this Um. Way. Anyway, also, Eric is here. Hey, Eric. Just kidding. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, Eric, there's a lot to talk to you about since you've seen this movie, and now we have a PG rating. It's very confusing. Actually, I'm not so sure, Andrew. I'm not so sure I've seen this movie. I think... Uh, the <laughs> you think they I changed it? <laughs> I see. And... Um, Lastly, also joining us today, uh, Nick Myers. A, uh, a He was petitioned on MuggleSpace to come on the show, so we have him here on MuggleCast. Hey, Nick. Hey, everyone. I did. Uh, there's hey. Nick. Isn't that refreshing? An English voice. Haven't heard one of those in a while. <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jamie's a great... Uh, Nick, how about you uh, start the show off? Tell us, uh, tell everyone a little bit, little bit about yourself. We need to know uh, who you are. I've been working um, for two years um, on the movie section, the page, the gallery, um, just doing general maintenance around the site. Um, I live in sunny England. Um, I'm 19 years old. What else do you know? Um, that's about it. You sound like Jamie, so I think uh, everyone will be happy with you. <laughs> no, but you, you'll come into your own on the show, I'm sure. <laughs> and don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like MuggleCast. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash MuggleCast for your free audiobook. Anyway, um, welcome everyone to MuggleCast Live. Like I said, it's a wonderful Thursday evening. I didn't say that part. I did say there was six, over six, over seven hundred people listening now. This is so. This is great. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, quick reminder before we start: uh, there's obviously with a lot of people listening. There's a lot of people in the chat room. If you want to listen to this without the chat, just go to MuggleNet and uh, you'll see at the top post there is a reminder about the show. Click the Read More link, and then you'll see a window that's just streaming this. Uh, and it won't be with the chat, so that'll help, um, you know, calm that down if you don't like the chat. Anyway, uh, Micah, what's in the news this week? You mentioned it before, Andrew. Uh, Half-Blood Prince was given a PG rating. Uh, this story was back on January 7th, I know, not too long ago. But mm-hmm. what kind of uh, makes me wonder is that it says PG is, quote, for scary images, some violence, language and mild sensuality yes okay now, now this hmm? this this is surprising i mean because everyone was expect um let me put it this way goblet of fire before goblet of fire came out of course that was the first movie with the pg-13 rating everyone was like well is this going to be pg because we've seen before that um there's been a you know it, the books are obviously getting darker. So why did it go back to PG? Um, that's the question. I guess we should try to figure out. And a lot of people are also disappointed. Hmm. Um, Nick, you had an interesting take on this. To get the discussion st- uh, started, you emailed me about it the other day. Can you um, tell us about that? It's really interesting, yeah, actually. Well, um, after the uh, announcement of the PG rating in America, the first thing I did was went on the BBFC um website and looked at the UK classification um, I found something quite interesting basically um, the trailers for the latest after Prince um, over in the UK have been rated 12 um, which which usually means that the film will also follow suit and also be a 12 um, the past two films 
have also been 12s and they have trailers with 12 ratings. Right. So um, I guess what I'm saying is it's going to be rated 12 over here by the looks of things, yeah. um, which is kind of a, a PG-13 equivalent. Yeah, so oh. isn't that, that interesting? So, but that would be actually, that would be a first time uh, one of the Potter films has a different rating here, isn't that right? I mean, there's never been a time where it's rated 12A over there and PG here, or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Um, PG's silly, but Eric, let's go to you now. You've seen the film, and you said it was the darkest yet when we discussed this on the phone the other day. Yeah, it wasn't just the darkest yet. It was painfully PG-13, in, in, in my opinion. And I actually, I didn't want to say anything then when I had first begun. First of all, Andrew, I just logged into the Ustream, and it says off-air. Are we actually on-air? No, we're on-air. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I can't pull up the, the chat, so I'm just making sure. But um, anyway, when I first got done seeing the movie, I didn't want to mention exactly uh, how dark the movie was, specifically um, because I think one of these news articles now, one of the stars is saying that they feel they've achieved this perfect balance between humor and darkness. I actually felt that the scale was tipped a little bit more in the darkness, to be honest. And I, I, I spoke with... Uh, David Heyman and David Yates afterwards and said, dude, okay, first of all, the entire movie, uh, the the entire movie that we saw was in sepia. I mean, it just felt like the whole thing was color washed and really dark. And I mean, it was dark, literally, we're talking literally dark. And they assured me that the, they, they were still working on the color, et cetera, et cetera. But whatever uh, happy scenes there are, and there were some genuinely funny scenes in this movie i just felt that the darkness was really intense when there was and i just don't see any way that this movie could be pg from from the film that i from the preview that 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 we saw the movie we saw had you know not a completed score so maybe it's a really happy score maybe they just set all the depressing horrible scenes to happy music I, i i i don't know is there a chance that just like the the Motion Picture Association of America, they just decided, you know, maybe they were feeling lenient that day or something? That's what one blog suggested, which I thought was kind of funny. I think it's possible, but what I wanted to bring to the to the show as far as discussion-wise is um, the more I thought about it, uh, the sixth Harry Potter book to me is actually a lot lighter I think then book five, I mean, at least Harry's not as angsty. So, right. I mean, you know, and it's not until mo- or book seven that everyone starts dying. I mean, so book six being a lot about Voldemort is very interesting. But if you're even going to take most of that away, then you kind of got the makings of a PG movie, I guess. Right. I mean, right. Well, it was dark, but it might not be. And the book seemed... Eric, do you, um, now when you say that there are like scenes that are, like this film was a lot more darker than the, the previous films, do you mean like it was darker in like the, the action, like physically darker or like in verbally, like in the script and stuff? Like, do you know what I mean? Like if some, like, like it had deeper tones. Language has changed, uh, too much. So like language as far as like in the wording and stuff is, is much darker. No, I think it's more in the events, the thematic. Um, maybe then they were trying to really play up the Voldemort aspect of it, but it just felt, I mean, a lot, a lot is going on and 
the one of the things I liked about this film was how slow it was. I'm going to use the term slow because I felt that they spread all the events that happened in book six out to actually make them feel like they were taking place over the course of a longer period of time, unlike when they rushed things. Um, Let's get everyone else's I've, thoughts. Um, Laura, Micah, and uh, Penny's joining us now. I'll be completely honest, Penny. I completely forgot to call you <laughs> when I was getting this. Yeah, I'm forgettable like that, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you are. And by forgettable, I mean amazing. Anyway, I'll uh, remember that in the future. Yeah. Awkward. Um, Laura, Penny, <laughs> Micah, what do you guys think about this? I mean, is it a disappointment? Um, I'm kind of scared. Not gonna lie. I mean, just considering that the previous, you know, the couple movies past have been PG-13, and I really consider the content of book six to be just as, if not more, frightening than the content of books four and five. Yeah. So I'm really kind of confused. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah. Micah. Yeah, I agree with Laura. I think that it's kind of disheartening to see that it's rated PG. And uh, just because you do have a death in this book, um, probably the biggest in the series for most people, and uh, you have a rogue necklace running around the grounds of Hogwarts, and I'm sure that's a pretty creepy scene. Um, and a couple of other things. I mean, like Laura did say, you're dealing with a lot of dark material here. It's really where you get your first glimpse into Horcruxes. I'm assuming that they kept that in the film. And uh, I just think that for PG rating, it's it's kind of questionable uh, with the past two films being PG-13. Um, and Penny, how about you? Yeah, I just worry that they're not going to be able to do justice to everything. Um that's my biggest problem with it. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys said that before, but there is so much in this that is darker, and there's so many more mature themes that if they can't do justice to it with that rating, it's going to be a real disappointment. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. What kind of things, though, would make it PG-13? Let's just name off some stuff. Well, I mean, what, the book itself? The sex, well, drugs, rock and roll, the Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, where's the sex? Where's the <laughs> drugs? I, wa- I want, I want <laughs> Harry smoking some hash. Um, he needs to relax. <laughs> take a okay. kitten and you know, just cut some kittens in half. You know, mm-hmm. that would make something actually probably more than PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, about that, I don't. Yeah, I mean, what? Because I just started reading Half Blood Prince the other day, actually, again to um figure out, you know, what could, what's, what, you know, because obviously we're talking about it more, but um. You know, can anyone think of any scenes that may be a problem? Um, Let's rely dead people coming out of the water. Yeah. Oh, and the whole Sectum Sempra thing with Draco with his insides coming out, but they cut that. So. Okay. Well, let me interject then. The movie that I saw what did do the book justice. In fact, it did the book so much justice that it was my favorite film that I had seen, and I haven't seen the whole thing that was you know finished and edited. So. We know that they haven't cut like nearly anything. I mean, they, they, David Heyman said they were just they added one scene and like that was it. They just tinkered it a little bit. Okay, the movie I saw did great justice to the book, and so maybe we're overreacting because, to be perfectly honest, I was very satisfied. And you guys know, listening to me on MuggleCast for however long it's been, you know, three years, that I'm not easily pleased. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, you're just a big complainer. Just I was, please. So, 
What's that, Nick? I, so I think they have to. Could this just be a marketing ploy to get people to go, more people to go visit or watch it? I mean, this has made press all over all over the world. The ratings are saying it's got great advertisement for um for WB. It just seems very sort of almost like it is a PG thirteen. They've just mis misrated it. Right. I'm just scared that they it was probably originally PG thirteen until they just added more stuff and then kept editing it till it wasn't like a PG film. I don't think they would no, do that. You don't think they would? Aiming for PG rating? Well, I don't know. A broader audience. But, I mean, PG-13 is is not, is not that bad. I mean... No. What... Yeah, I, I just want to know what was it that made it a PG and not PG-13. Do you... Eric, do you think it's darker than Order of the Phoenix and Goblet of Fire? Like, you know, I don't even know how to explain that. Like... It's... Well, it's rough. I mean, it's a different movie altogether. I mean, that's the problem. Like, movie four, I thought, was really dark-like and stuff. And obviously, there's the creepy Voldemortness of it all. It's a different film, but I did feel it was dark. The first thing I said to, uh, when I had the pleasure of meeting those guys, is I said, this is not, nor can it be marketed as, a kid's movie. Because actually, I felt that the young kids who would see this, if it were, say, PG... Um, you know, the five or six-year-olds, I made the contrast of, of, of Chamber of Secrets, which was rated PG for some scary scenes. And, you know, they had to, in the trailer, mention that it was rated for these scenes of scary spiders and the basilisk was supposed to be scary. Okay, if you're comparing rating here, the stuff they have in movie six is a lot scarier. Like you guys said, dead bodies coming out of the water, souls being split in pieces, a lot scarier than sp- than giant spiders. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same exact thing that happened in Chamber of Secrets. You know, Voldemort's soul was split in half, and there were giant spiders. But the spiders didn't come out and kill anybody. They were just there. They were just there. Um, they were just there. So, I mean, is there anything else to talk about this? I mean, it is somewhat disheartening i guess in a way but i mean i'm just holding out hope that you know the people who decided to rate it you know at the mpaa were just like i don't know i mean did order did goblet of fire and order the phoenix even deserve the pg rating pg-13 rating that's a good question maybe they're trying to reform a little bit I, i i don't know i mean it's not really a shame to be i mean if you guys look at older movies like planet of the apes for instance that's rated pg by the motion picture we're talking about the one in the in the 60s um is rated pg and there is all sorts of swear words in that movie well yeah well there wasn't there wasn't any there there wasn't any you know headway there wasn't no middle ground between pg and r rating at that time right right then so they you know nowadays that movie might get a pg-13 rating but i'm just saying you know certain Time changes sort of what ratings mean. Well, maybe, and maybe ratings, the times are changing, Eric. Rating. I mean, you, I mean, do do they have like a refresh every year saying, "Well, should we up the the G the PG rating or what?" We got to get somebody. Sure. On yeah, the... but they're not letting the public. Oh. The problem is that they're not letting the public know that, though. So let's say you know the MPAA or mm-hmm. Warner Brothers says, "Okay, now we're making this PG." You still have kids out there who maybe shouldn't be seeing this movie because it is pretty dark that are going to go and see it because it's a PG movie. So if you think about what the ratings are for, that might be, you know, problematic. Whether we're disappointed or not is one thing, but um when I think about like parents taking their kids, that that bothers me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we we don't really I know. Like what Nick said earlier though. Uh, yeah. When what? he was talking about, uh, it, does Warner Brothers have something to gain by making it PG? Just a, a wider audience would be one. Yeah, just just the ability to corrupt the minds of the innocent, virgin well. eyes. <laughs> I hate thinking. I mean, we just got over thinking the WB were the villains and. Now I just feel that I was tragically misunderstood by the makers of the film, and that they agreed with me then and said, hey, it's not for kids, but then went and advertised it to four-year-olds in mm. freaking daycare. <laughs> Maybe Warner Brothers was just well, um, just too busy with the whole uh, Watchmen thing that they just thought, you know what, just give, just give Harry Potter a PG rating. We're, we're too busy with this. But how do you go from Half-Blood well, Prince like, being PG to Deathly Hollows potentially being rated R? No, that, no, it can't no, be. it's never going to be rated R. Rated R. Unless you see death or something. Unless there's an intimate scene with somebody. Well, unless they actually do the Hedwig scene. <laughs> they wouldn't rate it R. Hedwig. I mean, they would have to graphic <laughs> up that that death. Yeah, that death. Do you have any idea graphic. what special effects can do, Laura? We we can see like the little sure. Hedwig like body parts and little organs and mm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they're not going to do that. But maybe you should pitch that to David Heyman and see what he thinks. Yeah. I don't know. David and I aren't getting along. It would be it would be kind of funny if like uh, you know <laughs> they did decide to rate it R. I mean, like what you can't Harry but no Harry Potter book is rated R. Even if the book exactly for it is what it is became a movie, am I right? No, it's like the fanfic that's R. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even that just skips R. So true. Um, just a word to those listening in the chat: we had to disable the video because uh, we're having some upstream problems uh, with the thing. Dude, what? Andrew, we had video. Uh, yes, there's video of me and Matt. We're naked. It's fun. Um. Ew. um but anyway we did we did have to uh do this um so anyway just so everyone knows and it keeps disconnecting so i don't know why but hopefully it'll get fixed we should just like switch to stick them or something that'd be funny um (laughs) anyway what was i gonna say i don't know well let's move on what else is in the news micah um a couple more stories Back on January 9th, uh, The Telegraph reported that Toby Jones will be back to voice Dobby in Deathly Hollows. And uh, we haven't seen Dobby since uh, Chamber of Secrets. Um, so that was good news, And uh, which begs the question, when do you think we're going to hear some more casting news? They're starting filming in a month from today, actually. So... Any ideas to when Jeez, how long we're going to hear this, some more information? How long has this movie been in production? Has it been over a year? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. my gosh. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's that's kind of cool to hear that he's coming back. That was actually uh, people who were pleasantly surprised to hear that, weren't they? Yeah, I was so excited. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because, uh, hello, he's been out of the movie, I mean, out of the movies for, what, three movies now? Where he's yeah. actually been in the movies yeah. or the books. It means that there's got to be some kind of planning to have his character back in the movie adaptation, which they didn't have to do. Well, we get to see him die, pretty much. 
Oh, sorry, spoiler. They bring him back to kill him off. I know. Gosh, Warner Brothers is so nice. Oh, I don't want to talk about his death. <laughs> um, yep. I guess there's not much to discuss with there. What else is going on, Micah? Um, well, I'm going to go over to Laura for this because I heard she was uh, sneaking around Universal Studios. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What um, were you up to, Laura? I was just uh, at Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, in Orlando, Florida, which is pretty exciting for Potter fans. We all know they're building the theme park. And um, first of all, funny story, I was walking through um, the section where they're sort of doing a lot of the construction, and it's like the Jurassic Park area and the Lost Continent, anybody who's ever been there. And they have all these big, tall, like, wooden gates that look very Hogwarts-y-ish. That are, it's really exciting, but they're hiding all the construction. And I saw one of them was kind of cracked open. And so I went to just sort of stick my camera lens through and take a picture. But then I realized the gate was totally unlocked. <laughs> and so I kind of like opened it a little bit. And as I was doing that, a universal employee comes up to me and was like, uh, no. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, I'm leaving. But I just thought it was funny because like there wasn't actually anything back there. Like I looked and there was nothing behind this particular gate, but they didn't want me back there. Um, well, it's all looking can't really see good it, Laura. so far. Oh, that's true. Is, is there anything interesting going on? Because like we still we get we get people commenting, you know, or sending in picture reports every once in a while, but all they are it's the same thing. Now, granted, the park's not opening up for one, maybe two years. So, I mean, was there anything? Um. Did you see any dirt? A lot of it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, the feed's like breaking up. Oh. But um, it essentially, I think it would take somebody who had been to the park a few times to notice the changes because um, it's become very apparent that they're using a lot of pre-existing structure from those parts of the theme park, so they're not going to be rebuilding new things. Um, like there was at one time in the Lost Continent area a huge restaurant. Um, and now if you stand on a bridge, you can see where they've completely taken the roof off of that, and they've gone down to sort of um, the more foundation part of it, where there's still some, like, um, castle-looking area that's on the water. So uh-huh. it looks like they're building it up from there. That's cool. Um, so it'll be on the water? Being constructed. It's sort of on the water. It's like... The way they had it was like the restaurant was inside, and you went out onto a back patio area, and it was on the water. Ah, I see. Oh. I'm thinking maybe that'll be the three room six. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. 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 That's very exciting. I mean, that would be really cool if yeah. it was on the water. Um. What was I going to say? Pie. That's what. Don't oh. Know. Um, not to change the subject so quick, but Eric just sent a link in the chat that, um, yeah, I've seen this, Eric. It, it's actually pretty interesting. It's this article asking, could the Harry, and my immediate answer is no, but could the Harry Potter series end early? And, and what what are they saying in this article, Eric? They're, they're saying that uh, movie studios are pulling movies, and is it that far-fetched to suspect that they just wouldn't go on uh, making a seventh Harry Potter film due to the massive uh, budget that it would require, and do they really need to? As Warner Brothers, couldn't they just squash? Could, couldn't they just not make a seventh Harry Potter film uh, and sit on the rights so that no one else could make it? Um, really, bit bit of a paranoid sort of uh, 
idea maker there. <laughs> yeah. If they thought they had a problem pushing back Half Blood Prince, they would have a huge problem right. doing something like that. Listen, I mean, that the Harry scary. Potter franchise is 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 now the biggest franchise all, of all time. What like why would you even think they would not do a final film? WB can certainly afford it. Yeah. It's just it's, Don't you think they've been saving up for this movie though too? I think the idea. No, what do you think? They're like throwing some money in their yeah. They got a savings account. Piggy bank. Yeah, yeah, I like to deposit in this the the, the DH account, please. Yeah. No, I, See, whatever yeah. it costs, they'll make it back plus some. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like plus double, triple. I mean, <laughs> really I mean, have nothing. It's in two parts. I mean, shoot. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's insane when you think about it. How much money the final film alone will Are- generate? A lot. A lot of money. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, 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 I mean, I think this article more than anything, is sort of just like an attention grabber, like, ooh, what really, and, and the sad thing is it made so many stupid headlines in, you know, the different movie mm-hmm. blog sites and all that. Well, I, I mean, what kind of movies were pulled? I mean, I know that, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia film was, was pulled by Disney, but I, that's all I know. Um... Yeah, Narnia. Yeah, well that that was that was pretty sad. What do you guys think of the Narnia films being canceled? Well, the third one. I mean, I was looking forward to the third oh. one. Yeah, I was too because everyone who read uh, the book said it was so good. The book is great. Voyage of the Dawn Treader is a great book, but it became apparent when I saw Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End that if they were to do of of like the, they're very similar. Let's just put it that way. The 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 scenes and 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 I you know C.S. Lewis wrote it way before Pirates came out, but uh, they're very similar. Why film the same movie? You know, et cetera, et cetera. I I, I just think Voyage of the Dawn Treader is a massive under you know water tank undertaking, and it's a bit disappointing that they won't do it. But some things are better left left to books, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, what else? Is, what else is going on, Micah, in the news? One final piece of news. Uh, a lot of people actually asked about this, so uh, we have kind of exclusive information here Ooh. that Andrew was able to go. Ooh, and get. everyone, listen up! Uh, oh, oh shoot. where's my exclusive <laughs> sound effect? Okay, okay. Oh, I don't have one. Oh, you got one? Uh, uh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, nice. That's good. Uh, Jim Dale has not been approached uh, to do a Beetle the Bard audiobook <laughs> as of right <laughs> now. <laughs> Um, that's kind of sad. Gonna gonna be honest. Um, and we posed this question to his agent because you know a lot of people are wondering is um is Mister Dale gonna do it? Because you know he's been involved in so many Potter books, and uh, you know. Well, now that we've seen the book, we know how small it is. Yeah, so he'd be able to knock it out. He'd be able to knock it out, but I mean, it'd be on like half of a CD or what an hour on an MP3 <laughs> player. Oh, bless you! Oh, bless you! <laughs> It'd take him, like, three apples, and he'll knock it right out. Would it even be worth it, though? I mean, what? Uh, three apples. It's for charity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Boy can read it. Maybe we can read it. Maybe we can petition. Ooh. Ooh, let's do an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Hey, speaking of that, real quick plug for MuggleNet Fan Fiction. They started this thing called Audio Fictions, and basically they're audiobook versions of Harry Potter fan fictions, and they just released the first one a couple weeks ago. We plugged it on MuggleNet, and uh, they're really cool. And I, I, I want to get in on it. I asked them if I could read one for them one time. That'd be fun. Uh, 
I'm I'm an aspiring Jim Dale user. No, you're not. Person. You're so not. Yeah, let's put Mason on it. So that's uh, if you want to check this out, fanfiction.muggle.net.com. They're they're pretty cool. Very innovative, I must say. Um, is that it, Micah? Is there anything else to talk about? That is it. Oh, that's it. Mm. Oh. Okay. Well, um, also going on this week, uh, a couple announcements. Uh, first of all, this is an announcement, but we want to talk about it. The 2008 Weblog Awards. We came in uh, second place. Which, not Aww. a big deal. That's yeah, fine. Okay. Um, but what happened was uh, NPR was also in the running for this, and they were trying to compete with us. Now, for some reason, it was called the Harry Podcast Mugglecast on the voting thing, Ugh. which is weird in and of itself. It's so awkward to read it, too. Yeah, and, and kind of embarrassing, because <laughs> like, who would name a podcast Harry Podcast Mugglecast? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, we need to call out NPR. Um little wag of the finger in 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 the words of colbert because what they did was kind of weird and uh let me play this this is their little plea to uh be to beat us play the clip andrew okay here's the clip oh maybe it's morning about the 2008 weblog awards these are where people get to vote for the best podcast of the year and we don't really care about awards our mothers do but we don't particularly but there was something about this email from adam that really made us all snap to attention which is that we are losing to the harry podcast muggle cast (laughs) (laughs) and i am sure that the harry podcast muggle cast is an excellent podcast and we wish them well but we want them to come in second place so if you don't mind, please go and vote. You don't have to register anything. Just go click. And actually, I'm going to do it on this computer because I think you can do it once per computer per 24-hour period. So that's NPR trying to um, encourage their visitors to beat out a amateur Harry Potter podcast, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And kind of ironic because they said they, they won- got it well, right. Yeah, I mean, we did get second place. They said they didn't want us to get. No, they, they did. They got no. what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. They said they wanted. We us want second. them to get second place, and they well, got we third. Did get second place. Apparently, econ talk didn't matter. Uh, but then at the then at the end of the show, you know, once isn't enough. They have to do it again. They, sorry, I turned my audio down. They had to do it again. Listen to this. Well, right now I'm making a living working on this podcast. I think we just finished another one. Do not, Planet Money listeners, forget to vote for us in the 2008 Weblog Awards. Don't let the Harry Podcast Mugglecast make Adam cry. Don't let them win. No. The link's on our blog, npr.org slash money. I'm Laura Conaway, and I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> and I'm David Kastenbaum. Like, what? Do you really need to? I mean. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> what? In true. Wow. It's only. only, only NPR people... oh. is threatened by Mugglecast. <laughs> Oh, I I find it very flattering. NPR is a fantastic, you know, group of uh, radio programs. Yeah, they got like a whole bunch of them. I was on iTunes. They have like what thirteen? Uh, probably more. They're close to thirty, I think. They're, oh but, my god! You know, so we did get second place, just like they wanted. So, but they they ended up getting third, and they posted a picture on their blog. It was like, um, you know, Jim cried or whoever that guy was. He cried because we lost. Or well, he okay. lost. Everything works out then. Yeah. So. Listen, NPR. Plug on NPR. We beat you. We're better than you. No, don't say that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's cocky. <laughs> Laura, do you have a cold? We're a lot better than you. Laura, do you, have a, do you have a cold, Laura? Yeah, I do. Oh. I was hoping no one would notice. Well, you know what? I didn't notice, but someone in the chat did, so I had to ask. 
<laughs> noticing person in the chat feeling bad for my sickness. Uh, that's funny. You got to get down with the sickness, Laura. You got to get down with the sickness for sale. Uh, anyway, um, in other announcement news, uh, don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Currently, we're in number three, so thanks for that. And don't forget, and uh, this was just announced today, another announcement about Azcatraz. Azcatraz 2009 in July. Um, it's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, of course, it's going to be right after the movie release. And we just announced today that the podcast we're going to do after the midnight release of Half-Blood Prince is actually going to be <gasps> a leaky mug. <gasps> OMG. So um, we announced that on MuggleCast so today. So excited. Muggle- <laughs> MuggleNet today. You can get uh, more details on uh, MuggleNet.com. Um, okay. How you doing, Nick? Nick? Oh, yeah, sorry, I lost your audio for a second there. That's okay. Just want to check in on you, make sure you're still still okay. You're first timer, we have to take extra good care of you. <laughs> um a wonderful job, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you say brilliant, please? Instead of wonderful? Brilliant. Fangirls like that. Stop making him Jamie. <laughs> Let him be himself. I'm just kidding. No, usually, usually Brits say uh, brilliant. Anyway, whatever. God. Um, okay, Muggle Mail this week. We have a few emails to get through. Then we're going to talk about 2009, what to expect this year. Uh, another another wonderful year in Harry Potter. So who wants to take the first uh, Muggle Mail? Matt, how about you do it? Uh, okay. Um, okay. So our first email comes from Talia Colvin of, she's 13 from Mason, Ohio. That's what the OH means, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she writes, hi guys, love your show. I just had a couple of comments regarding your discussion of the top seven new events, news events of the year. You talked about which ones have had the most impact on the fandom. Although I agree that a new book by JKR definitely deserves a high place on the list, Beetle the Bard didn't really do that much to introduce new people to the fandom. Although it's sort of... It, it's the sort of thing that keeps the fandom going. I found that only people who were already mega fans of the books have even heard of it. My friend who was a big fan of Harry Potter and movies came to me and all excited about a week ago and informed me that there were there was a new book by JKR coming out. She was very surprised to hear that I'd known for many months. On the other hand, I know lots of people who became fans of the books through the movies. So the Hapla Prince delay really could be at the top of the list, I think. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that my two cents in. Okay, lots of love. Tally up. Um, yeah, so th- that was um, interesting, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. Sorry, I have to reread it, but I know I put it in for a reason. Um, yeah, she says that only people who are big fans of the books knew about uh, Beat of the Bard. But actually, I found the opposite. Really? Really? To be true. Yeah, people... Like, just knowing Kristen at work, people come up to her and say, hey, you know, is this new Beetle the Bard thing, is that any good, and what's that all about? So they've heard of it, and they are just regular, random, coworker, normal people, mm-hmm. not inside fandom at all. Well, I mean, they and, probably heard yeah. it in the news, uh, but it doesn't have, like, Harry Potter and the Beetle the Bard. It's just Beetle the Bard by J.K. Rowling. So they probably thought, they probably just wanted to know if it was, like, connected to Harry Potter or anything. I mean, it's it's Just, basic. It's, it's basically the too. first book that doesn't have Harry Potter and the blah blah blah. 
written right, by J.K. What Rowling. this girl is saying is that Beetle the Bard did nothing for new people who don't already belong to the fandom and therefore is a less significant event of the year. And I mean, when we did that show, we were arguing about which is more important and we had a nice little discussion there. So mm-hmm. that's all fine. Right. Uh, but I do kind of agree with Talia on her uh, opinion on Beetle the Bard, though. I, I do think that Beetle the Bard is only like a novelty of the Harry Potter series. I don't think it has any real influence on the on a g- general audience to actually read the rest of the Harry Potter books. Because there's no real connection, except for the 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 brother story. Mm-hmm. Um, next email, Nick. You want to read that one from Tawny? Yeah, Tawny. Uh, this is from Tawny. She writes, uh, "Hey, Mugglecasters, I really love the show and love you all as individuals. I was watching the Goblet of Fire movie with subtitles, not because I can't hear, but because I like to know every word said." And in the scene where Fred and George try to put their names into the Goblet of Fire, they start to fight, and one of them yells, I'll rip off your ears. When I saw this line, I couldn't help but laugh, as we very well know that George does lose his ear in the final book. I was just wondering what you thought about this line, as the movie did come out before Deathly Hallows. Thanks, and Happy New Year. Uh, Isn't that kind of interesting? It's a nice little um, parallel. Yeah. (laughs) A little Uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be funny if you said, I'll rip your ears off. And then the other twin goes, yeah, but you're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Too soon? No, it's not. It. That's perfect Too soon? timing. Too soon? Um, next email, Laura, go. Okay. Uh, Jordan, 17 of Australia, writes, hey, did you guys think Dumbledore's comments were too lengthy? I thought they were only going to be footnotes, but they were pages long. This seems to be a major complaint amongst Beetle haters, so I thought it was worth addressing. Um, that's it, really. Thanks for reading. <laughs> um, did, this is weird. This is one of the very few emails who complained about this. Do you, yeah. Does anyone think his comments were too lengthy? Now, I do have to say, actually, this just reminded me of something. Matt, uh, not Matt, Ryan, my brother Ryan... He read Beetle the Bard while I was back home in New Jersey, and he didn't want to read Dumbledore's commentary either. He thought it was too boring. Then again, he's 12. Although, that, that, I take that back. 12-year-olds obviously like Harry Potter, but I don't know. So, I, I, Jordan isn't the only one. Um, well, do you guys think it sounded like Dumbledore? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think. Like so. it wasn't... Oh, yeah. Have you read it yet, Eric, like, by the you... way? <laughs> no, I haven't. But you still haven't I read, read it. A few comments. Eric. No, I have not. Eric, it takes an hour to read. Sure, Surely you've had an hour. <laughs> I just started college, Andrew. I know, I but... French Revolution. Oh. I was sorry. in college oh, when it came out. Come on. Finals week. <laughs> New uh, Year's resolution. I seriously, I... Seriously, the... Uh... By the, uh, the comments yeah. actually said that it wasn't Eric. That's sound like Dumbledore. Oh, don't don't give me an I'm, ultimatum, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm so depressing. Mr. Goblet of Fire movie. Order the Phoenix. It was Order of the Phoenix. You screwed it up again. <laughs> I was. Uh, oh. Oh, I don't know. It was interesting though, Andrew. What? Uh, you know that link you just sent me of uh, J.K. Rowling doing the interview um, yes. in Edinburgh for Beetle the Bard. Uh, she said that that was actually her favorite part of it all was writing Dumbledore's commentary because she hadn't had 
the opportunity to write him for so long as a character. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, and why not? Dumbledore is, uh, must be one of the funnest uh, people to write about or to write as. He's so witty. In Beetle the Bard, he's extremely witty. That the Lu- 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 Lucius Malfoy stuff, I loved when he was when Dumbledore was talking about uh, how Lucius Malfoy originally got or they originally got into a fight or started hating each other. Yeah, it was the start of a, a like a lifelong feud or something like that. Yeah, yeah that was pretty chill. And uh, final email for today, Eric. You want to read it? Yes. <laughs> this one is from Jose, 17, from Tulare, California. Tulare? Tulare? Any of you guys, any of you Californians help me out? Tulare, uh, I guess? Tulare, California. Jose says, I can't help but notice that at the end of episode 167, you said that you've been recording for one hour, 50 minutes. It begs the question, with two Gs there, what kind of hilarious bloopers are the fans missing out on? My suggestion is that you maybe you should make a small show composed of the outtakes that take place behind the scenes. Love the show, and I hope there's much more to come. Pickles. Yeah, we may. Um, that's the, what, what happens is we'll record, and then but so, some things we say are really like dirty. Like Laura has the worst potty mouth I've ever heard in my life. I really do. She has to restrain herself on live shows. Don't you? Aren't you sitting there with like duct tape that you wrap around your head whenever? Mm-hmm. You're resisting. No. Oh yeah, definitely. No. I mean, I literally I mute my mic anytime I don't have anything to say, just so nothing slips out. Oh, I thought you had like a pillow or something on your lap the entire time, and then when you have something to say, you just put it over your mouth. <laughs> or not? Huh. I thought it was funny. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, so that's Mungo Mail this week. Let's move on now to the main discussion. We're talking about 2009, and that's why we're doing the live show. We're ushering in the new year. It's a new year, new Harry Potter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, new movie, new exhibition, and, you know, other stuff. So we know there's a movie. We know there's an exhibition. But what else can we look forward to? Um Micah, you want to go through some of the things we can hopefully look forward to? We get to discuss them, think that you know if they're actually going to happen and whatnot. Sure. Uh, one thing is uh, Deathly Hollow's casting. I know we uh, talked about this before when uh, we were speaking about Dobby, but what else do you think we're going to hear within maybe even the next couple of weeks with filming starting? A poster for the movie. I cannot believe Which filming movie? starts in a month. That's insane. Oh, are we talking about Deathly Hollows? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, I was talking about Deathly Hollows. Oh, you were. Yeah, oh, he, okay. no, he was. T- I-, I was talking about Half Blood Prince. Well, WB tends to be hush hush on in in the way of uh, casting news. Usually, it has to be pried out of them in the way of you know, like a leak, like. You know, someone will say in an interview, oh, yeah, I've been casted for this role in Harry Potter, by the way. You know? Maybe. Isn't that's how we heard from G- Jim Brock? What's that? You're doing your Nick impression? <laughs> yes. That's that's what that's how we heard about Jim Broadbent. Um, he did an interview with Dark Horizons. And Dark Horizons said, anything else coming up? And he said, yeah, I'm doing, uh, playing Professor Slughorn. 
I think one of the big casting uh, news we'll get is um, Xenophilius Lovegood. Yeah, that should be interesting. Because, I mean, it's definitely, it has to be, like, a a very well-known British actor. Bob Hoskins. Well, that's what they've been saying for the longest time. They've been saying um, some other guy, too. I forgot his name. I guess it wasn't that important. Bob Hoskins. (laughs) (laughs) What What other other big characters, though? Yeah. Um, Well, they still don't have Scrimgeour. Yeah. You need like a lion and like guy. You know who'd be great? Who's that guy playing in uh, X Men Origins? Who's that? Uh, made the surprise appearance at Comic Con. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'd be awesome. <laughs> you want Wolverine? <laughs> yes, As I want Wolverine. Wolverine. He'd be fantastic. Mm. Well, no, because I'm thinking the lion-like description. They're gonna need somebody who looks like a lion, and he kind of looks like a lion. But he has to have orange hair, doesn't he? That doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, uh, get Robert Downey. Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is American. Yeah. He could pull an English Better. accent. He's hot. Who, Laura? Robert Downey Jr. We're yeah. not talking about who's hot. We're talking about who looks like a lion. Yeah. Do you really be want to have like dreams about? <laughs> oh, I scrimmed you. I know who it is. It's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They should bring him back for a role, a different role, <laughs> a different role, like Harry's mentor, Harry's new mentor, and just have them opposite Harry each other. Goes in Deathly Hallows. Didn't you die in the fourth movie? <laughs> God, that's great. We killed you off already. Oh, um, guys, what about Clements? Poesy. Do you guys hear anything about? She should be coming back. She's got nothing better to do, right? Well, she just did in Brute with Colin Farrell, which won the, uh, well, he won the uh, Golden Globe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how about uh, Professor Trelawney? You know, now that they don't have, uh, what's her face? Well, she never has that big a well, role. Well, she won't probably, yeah, they probably cut her role. No, I hope not. She's some awesome b- scenes in the battle. She, she hasn't really. It's, it's, what? It's the first one. Sorry, what's that, Nick? Is she not going to be in both of them or? But is she just missing the first one? No, she. Uh, I think she's. Yeah, she's skipping out on both. Wait, don't we just see Trelawney in that one scene? The second. At, yeah, at the end of the of the book, that one scene right, where she's battle. throwing gloves. The battle. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking yeah, about. That, I can probably live without it. It'll be like ten seconds in the movie. But it would still be cool. Don't, don't you guys see what I'm saying here? No, no, we do see what you're saying. But I mean, it's. <laughs> It's it's a small. It's, no matter how you put it, it's still a very quick, small scene. Yes, literally, she'll be walking in. It'll take two hours. I know she'll be in, she she'll be in the back of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why can't she do it? And the uh, the other thing is, she probably doesn't think it's worth it. Okay, and, okay. The, here, here go. Let's, let's go with the hate. Hold on. But I'm just telling you what she probably thinks. Emma Thompson aside, you can still have someone else do the role real quick. That's what I'm saying. But Why? You know, the, the audience is going to be like, "Who's that?" Is that yeah? Is that is that Trelawney? Honestly, you like you can't even tell it's Emma Thompson because of that wig and those glasses. They could easily find a lookalike. Warwick Davis could play Emma, the the new Trelawney. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty wow. funny. <laughs> he's already and, uh... got one makeover. They already made him into the 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 choir director. Right. Oh. Yeah, but he was still he wasn't playing. He was still, uh, what's his face. You can't replace Emma Thompson, though. Flitwick. Flitwick, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Darn. 
What um, about Yaxley? He has a big role. Yeah, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what about Yaxley? That'd be a good one for Hugh. Mm. You know who else I'd love to see? What about like Ricky Gervais for like a comedic? <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be awesome. One of like the stupid Death Eaters, if there's one. <laughs> they would what? write one. He could play Xenophilius, couldn't he? Doesn't he kind of? He, he kind of hits fits that role. But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I mean, I mean, he he did do um, extras with Daniel Radcliffe. Mm. And they do kind of have that history. And, oh, and Warwick Davis, who plays 17 roles in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Warwick uh, Davis or Vern Troy? Oh, no. It was, see, uh, yeah, so many people get confused over that. There was a big discrepancy over that. IMDb had yeah, it all wrong. Very hush-hush. No, I'm not saying that. Um, any other roles? Um, Weasley's. The Weasley's? The older brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We still yeah. haven't seen them. It'll be really cool to see the whole family. Yeah. They'll probably cut them. Yeah. Then, but then who do you think they would put, they would put in their place for the Seven Potters? Unless mm. they just skip that whole scene and just go straight to just going. Oh, I hope they don't skip the Seven Potters. I've said it on the show before. That's my favorite scene. It, it's, it's, Unless it's they kept, make it's it mine, like too. the Five Potters. <laughs> <laughs> the Two Potters. <laughs> but, but... One and a half Potter. Number seven's too significant. Or what if they just... What if there were just five and they never... You know, obviously they're not going to, like, say, next scene... The seven potters. So, what if they just made five and s- see if anyone noticed? Yeah, so I mean, we noticed. Doing that. I mean, yeah, they could probably just do like a cloning charm or something. I mean, they'll just make something up. Bombada. <laughs> I just, I really can't wait to see that scene though. How they do that? I mean, that's gonna be that's gotta be some new technology they use to put seven Harry, seven Dan Radcliffe's in the scene at the same time, interacting with all the different other people in the room. That's going to be intense. I can't wait. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. Um, what else is there to talk about? Okay, so DH Casting, movie info. Yeah, hopefully we're going to see... I mean, what what other big new movie news could there be this year for Deathly Hollows? Not, I mean, it's going to be very confusing, isn't it? Like, you're going to have all this filming news and then also the release of... Half-Blood Prince at the same time. Yeah. Well, do you guys expect that uh, encyclopedia to come out anytime soon? I yeah, hope. I guess we should talk about that too. I hope so. God, that would be that would be so amazing. It'd be so much easier for us too. We just have it with us when we record. When would that be announced? I mean, they got to give what probably like six, seven months of leadway, right? Well, I don't yeah. think she's writing it right yet. I mean, she's practically isn't it like already done no it's fine tweak it no well her editors scholastic and bloomsbury both have their own like encyclopedias like they're just like informational things i think i don't think joe just wanted yeah i didn't know that andrew that's really interesting yeah that came out in court um in the court trials joe said that like i don't know it was part of their defense it's gotta be a huge book though too it's gotta be massive yeah um. Yeah, that would be cool if it was one giant book, like a full-on encyclopedia that, like, you see in your library. You know what could happen. Or, if or Joe spent or like she, twenty years. If on it's it. actually so massive, she has to do it alphabetically in books, like volumes. <laughs> like, so A comes out next year, and then yeah. B. That'd be cool. Yeah, for the next twenty-six years. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe we can like A through That's L or something like that. <laughs> uh. 
But, you know, she ever updated her site and told us what was going on, aside from these birthdays. Micah, that sounds like that's bugging you. Oh, no, it's a new year. I got to let go of the anchor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what's pleasantly surprising you or, or, or happenstancingly coming to your attention, Micah? What are you, what are you on, Micah, right now? <laughs> um, we're live, so we can't say anything. Oh. <laughs> um, nobody's listening. God, no, no, Micah, open okay. up to us. Tell us yeah. what's wrong, what's bothering With you. Joe? You're, you're in a safe zone. You are, you are in an inner peace. This is your intervention. Open up. <laughs> now, hey, Joe, she just needs to you know, communicate with us. Let us know what's going on in her life. She needs to open up too. Uh, yeah, I miss when this when her site was getting a lot of updates. Yeah, those were the good old it's, days. Yeah. Uh, let's just it. let's just reminisce. Um, All right. Okay. Another thing uh, Micah has here, and I think this is a definite, although it hasn't been announced, uh, the tenth anniversary of Chamber of Secrets. Now, at th- at their tenth anniversary event um, for Sorcerer's Stone, they did that thing where everyone read a paragraph, and it was a really good idea. It was fun to watch. And um, at the very end, they said, "Okay, see you next year." Or maybe it, it may not have been next year. It was next time. But it, it, it heavily implied that they're planning on doing it again for Chamber of Secrets. So when would that come out? Do you think the same month? Uh, I'm looking it up right now to see what what, what what month was it released. I don't know. Check out the Muggle Night. It actually says review. it was released in 1998. In the U.S.? Mm, no. Maybe not the U.S. Let me look at the Muggle Net Decade and Review. I'm pretty sure it was 1999. That was 10 years ago. I know. Oh, my God. I don't really like the whole idea of every book being turned into a 10th anniversary edition. Really, Andrew? I mean, I, I think uh, – I do think it was 08 but, or 98, and Azkaban was 99. June – oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, no. June – actually, June of 99, Chamber of Secrets came out in the U.S. July, the same year, Prison of Azkaban came out in the U.K., September, Prisoner Azkaban came out in the U.S. So there was a – so they would have to do both books this year. <laughs> That'd be – I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> so you don't like this whole – We're so old. Aren't they just – not like the new book art? Because I thought that was cool, the new cover. Yeah, I, I liked it too. It was really good. But don't you think it's a little commercial-ish? <laughs> yeah. It's a new word. What isn't? Yeah, there but figures. there's action figures. There's we all know figure. this is a business. So look at it Warner is. Brothers moving the movie. So it's just Scholastic trying to make more money. These anniversary editions are so expensive too. It's ridiculous. It's like thirty dollars for a book that you originally paid like what less than twenty four. Right. I think they should hook it into a charity though too, like they yes. did with Beetle Bard. That would that make would more sense. Seven. I would buy it if it was going to charity. But honestly, I don't think the publishers like that because Scholastic and Bloomsbury—they're not doing well. If, it, if 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 except for these Harry Potter books, so I'm sure they're looking for a way to make a buck off of it, and that's a perfect way. I mean, I'm I'm sure they are happy to you know do the Beetle the Bard thing for charity, but it's not even like most of that went to the charity. Someone read the back of the UK Beetle the Bard. It says how much. Excuse me. Oh, no, wait. 
Mac in What? Oh. Uh. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh. A pound sixty-one from the UK version went to went to the charity from each book. So pound sixty-one, this thing sells for seven pounds. So, you know. It's like five fifty that I guess you gotta pay for um um you know production. Production, yeah, all that, sorry. <laughs> Blanked out. So So what's that about three US dollars? No. Yes, yes. But I don't know if it it, it may have been different for the US because they probably cost different amounts to get published and printed and all that. That's true. How much was the US version? I don't even remember. It's I think it was around the same uh, seven U.S. dollars or between seven and ten. Uh, okay, interesting, interesting. Well, um, I guess that's good news. I mean, it's not the most interesting thing to discuss. Does anyone else have anything to say about that? Hmm. Is it? No. I, I don't know. Something about it. I just collectors ten or seven new collectors edition books. Did anyone? Does anyone here have the first one? Nope. Yeah. No. See the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, yeah. Yeah. I have it. Oh, Micah, you loser! <laughs> Has all the books. <laughs> I have every book, every UK version, every Brazilian version, every Japanese version, every Spanish version. You can never have them all. I think that it would be cool if they released an anniversary um, set, like book set, of all seven books, instead of systematically releasing each book separately. Uh-huh. Uh, I disagree because the books didn't all come out at the same time, so they can't have this 25th anniversary because every year it's another book. They can. They can do it for, like, book seven or something. So that would be a really cool way to do it. Maybe. Instead of, like, releasing them all at the same time, or differently. Well, like, the whole thing is, though, like, I don't own that 10th anniversary thing yet, but I don't own paperback versions of the first four books either so when it comes time my paperback is about falling apart i don't know about your guys paperbacks but so like if i read that book one or two more times i'm gonna need a new sorcerer's stone and when i go to the store well am i gonna choose the old version or the new version well i'll probably choose the new version it's the same story (laughs) (laughs) it looks the same when you open it (laughs) <laughs> and also, I don't know that I would want to pay $30 for a book and then kind of put it through the same wear and tear that I put my other books through. You are well, so cheap, Laura. Yeah, what the, what's I, wrong I, with you? <laughs> don't you I, want to support Scholastic? If I'm going to destroy the side, a book, Laura. I'll buy the cheaper one. You I don't want to pay money for that book. That's why it's called the collector's edition. You're not supposed to really read it. Yeah, so you're supposed to collect you it. and get a new one? Like to replace your one that you've been reading is what I'm saying. Like oh, that's well, not even the original. If I'm Eric. looking for a replacement, I'm not going to get the anniversary edition. He's going to get the original. Yeah, well, who wants the anniversary? You want the one you first read. At least the same cover. Well, technically, the the first one you read is demolished. No, I still have it on my bookshelf at home. I'm very happy to say. Oh well, that's good. Then you don't have to buy a new one. Then <laughs> case closed. Let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in summary, Scholastic Moves are not going to release these um, for charity. I mean, they're, they're looking for money. <laughs> oh, you're right. They're 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 desperate. I mean, let's face it. Every the time there's an article about... about the quarter results, they're always like, "Oh, Harry Potter put a show, put us over the edge." 
Go ahead, Micah. Yeah. No, I was going to say the sad thing about what you just said is I just purchased the uh, series in Spanish. Really? You know how you just jokingly said, oh, you have the Brazilian. Oh, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> you bought the Spanish. whole thing. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. you speak Spanish, Micah. Yeah. Can you please uh, give us a couple <laughs> lessons? I don't speak Spanish, actually. Laura could give us a few lessons. Then why'd you... Laura could, yeah. He said pleasant. <laughs> she just called me a tool in Spanish. That wasn't nice. Uh, so, Mike, I'm curious. Why'd you buy the Spanish edition? Just to collect it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, I have, that's oh, whatever, I Andrew. Spanish. Shut up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's really cool. Well, cool. That That's very cool. I, My cousin seriously. sent me the Hebrew Beetle the Bard. Was it? Really? Can you read it? Um, if I if it takes long enough, I can maybe. <laughs> Nick, were you happy with Beetle the Bard? Yeah, definitely. Was it everything you hoped for and more? It was. It was. Me too. Um, let's. <laughs> the camera's not on. <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah. Um. Hungary. What? Halfwood Prince with Dumbledore getting blasted off the tower on the front cover. Oh, that'd be awesome. It's Bulgaria. I actually do want that one. <laughs> I would buy that, yeah. All the all yeah, the new see, covers. there's a good reason to buy them. Yeah. They all have different covers. Yeah, I guess that's cool. Or you just go to MuggleNet's book covers thing and, I don't know, create like a, a rolling screensaver of them all. Okay, um, listen, people, people in the chat, I'm going to turn on the camera, but if this starts having connection problems, I think we're back to, we're okay now, but if it does, um, I don't know. So there, camera's on now. Yay! Okay, what else is going on? What else is going on this year? What can we expect an encyclopedia from Joe? No, right? I mean, we would have known by now. Anyone? No. Well, if you were a betting man, Andrew. See, I you know I only say that when I'm when I'm sure of something. And I can bet on it illegally. I'm going to give you inside information. Right. (laughs) I think, I think, don't you think Joe will update her site and be like, hey, guess what? I'm writing it again. LOL. BBS. And she'll write it just like that, too. Yeah. She should appeal to, you know, the current generation. She should start writing, like, Twilight writing and what's that other book? Oh, please. The John Green. What's it called, Matt? Oh, um, Paper Moon. Paper, paper towns. Whatever. Paper moon. Paper towns. That'd be funny. Or maybe not funny. Sorry. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying whatever. Oh, my God. I'm going to get so many bad emails about that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no Harry Potter encyclopedia this year. Um, is there anything else to talk about in the way of news before we talk about what's for MuggleCast this year? Well, how do you know there's no encyclopedia? Are well, you just... I just guessing. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like she would tell us when she's working on it again, wouldn't she? Yeah, but twelve months is a long period of time. Yeah, if she releases in. I don't know. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Do you guys hope? I mean, do you think there will be more release parties as opposed to how few there were for Beetle the Bard? For an encyclopedia, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to give us new information, the encyclopedia, so I think that people will be more excited about it than they were for Beetle. Right. Yeah, I, I really hope um, that the you know that she'll she'll do something. I mean, that would be really exciting, or that yeah, definitely for the world, the world. 
<sighs> okay, um, so what's coming for MuggleCast in 2009? And uh, we're going to begin taking uh, your calls in a minute. Uh, we're going to have a special call coming in from someone first. Um, don't want to say who, but um, we'll do that first and then we'll move on to everyone else. So what's coming for MuggleCast? We're doing the Azcatraz thing and then maybe, maybe, maybe um, some sort of tour if it all depends on the premiere and stuff i don't i don't even want to talk about it much because like what if well, it doesn't happen? okay well thanks for mentioning it <laughs> mike you added it didn't you micah what never mind maybe sorry i was paying attention no okay <laughs> it's all right um can we move on now to take some Live calls? Are you guys okay with that? Absolutely not. Oh, no. No, that oh. just angered everyone in the chat. Okay, um, yeah. so <laughs> so apparently um, John Noe um, is asking people to spam our show. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go kick him. Yeah, that's really cool. Real professional. Let's see what the yeah, other podcasts do. Most too. Professional. She came to my popcorn reading of Prisoner of Azkaban and handed out leaky stickers and laugh he didn't even stay for the whole thing way to be a supportive friend john knowing a real professional person okay one all right uh so we're gonna take calls uh can someone read the guidelines to everyone while i the the call never mind i'll do it um i'll do it okay go ahead sounds more threatening coming from me yeah no right, here are the calling rules. If you're in the U.S., you can dial one two one eight twenty magic If you're in the U.K., you can dial 020-8144-0677. Please think of the question you want to ask before you call in. Don't call in and then uh, hello. think about... Sorry. Who is this? Sorry, Micah. Uh, ben Chain's joining us now. Hey, Ben. <gasps> oh, my God. It's hey. Ben Chain. Ben, what's up? Wow, I got a haircut. Oh. <laughs> Um, so, isn't it lowered? It's short. My hair's shorter now. I stopped. I ditched the hippie stuff. And... <laughs> the hippie stuff. So, uh, so you're a changed man now. Yeah, I'm a new man. Ben, quick question. Um, what what, what do you think about this PG rating? You know, quite honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in WB. Really? You no, know, like, because he, like Prisoner of Azkaban. What was it rated? PG. PG, right? It was a PG-13. It was, PG. It was R. Yeah, here. It was R. Okay. And then Job of the Fire was PG-13. Right. Right? The last one was PG-13 as well, right? Right. So, I mean, what are they doing? They can't go backwards. You know, this is like a step in the wrong way. Like, if it, you, you got to keep it PG-13 or you got to go over to R, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can't. Do, do you remember the old days when, when Emerson convinced us Job of the Fire was going to be PG? He was like, dude, I've spoken with people. They want to keep it PG. Trust me. Yeah. Do you remember that? He was like, so, you, huh? it came out, it wasn't it? quite yeah. funny. Yeah, it was quite funny. It but, was one, one of those I told but, you something. But really, though, really though uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's really going to affect it that much. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's. Sure, it probably might, it might be toned down a little bit, but definitely better for the parents to go look at the audience, you know? Yeah, I guess so. It, it's somewhat disappointing, though, because, <laughs> you know, like you said, it is a step backwards. 
So, but what do you think? Do you think it? What do you think it's going to do to the film? Well, you'll have to listen to uh, MongoCast one sixty eight. It'll be out later tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> it's this show. Oh, okay. uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was listening. To, actually, I was listening to the live show. Oh, good. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So. Yeah. Oh, this is a live show. Yeah. You're kidding. I'm on the air right now, dude. Yeah, you knew that. Shut up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, when's the next episode uh, of MuggleCast? I don't know. You'll get an email about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Your thoughts were very insightful. Thanks for having me, Andrew. I, I miss you. You're welcome. Yeah, I love you, Ben. I love Aww. you, too. I love you all. Is there anything... I can. <laughs> Hey, Ben. <laughs> and, hey, who's all in here? Who's all on this, uh, this, uh, this show right now? Hi, Ben. Laura, Penny, Eric, Nick, Micah. It's a big party. I'm here, too, uh, Matt. jerk. Oh, he doesn't count, does he? <laughs> no, <God>. he doesn't. How's <laughs> uh, uh, Hagrid? Huh? How's Hagrid? How's Hagrid? <laughs> well, what's Hagrid think of the? P- old, I mean, no, it's not. Well, what's Hagrid think of the PG rating? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's nonsense. Just do that. <laughs> nonsense. Rubbish. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I've lost it. I haven't oh, yeah. done Muggle Chest in so long. Well, I've well, lost my ability to do Hagrid. This is a sad day. Pr- practice, and maybe we'll do another interview with Hagrid about the PG rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2009. You know what, guys? I just want to say something because it's 2009. Is this the first Muggle cast of 2009? Yes, it is. Well, you see, you know, 2009, I just got a good feeling about it because I just think it's going to be the year, you know? Year of what? Of 2009. The year. It's 2009. It's going to be the year. The year when we all step it up and we all do great. <laughs> Dude, that was two years ago. Uh, that was so 2007. Ben, you say that every year. Oh. I know, but... Uh, it's like a New Year's resolution. It's, you try, you plan it, and then it, nothing happens. Whatever, man. 2007 was pretty fun. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> All right, Ben. Well, listen, we got to take some other oh, calls. You can't kick me off. You can't kick me off. <laughs> yes. I started this show with you. <laughs> <laughs> you think you are. I'm co founder. I'm sorry, Ben. Back off. <laughs> I am welcome on the show anytime I please. All right, Ben. Well, I'm sorry we're out of time. We've got to wrap up the show. Are you getting hate mail about me already? No. People trying to get me off. we got to go. we got to go. Got to leave. All right. Sorry. Skype. Thank you. Stay classy. All Bye, right. Ben. All right. Bye. Bye, Ben. Bye. Oh, God, has he lost it? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. A reminder about the calls real quick. Remember, uh, think of a question before you call in. Keep your questions relevant to the discussion at hand and have your stream muted when you call or mute it as soon as we pick up, if we pick up. And also, <laughs> lastly, for the love of God, no sh- no shout outs, please. It's um, a little overdone. Have something uh, to say, too, when we answer. Julie, hi. You're on MuggleCast Live. Oh, hi. Hey. hey. Um, I was just wondering... It's kind of early, but are you guys planning a meeting for as a meetup for Ascatras? Sorry, a MuggleCast meetup. Ooh. I would say so. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that was it was cool. it was fun at Portis. Mm-hmm. I ordered pizza and yeah, I ate it was... all to myself. Mm. We should do an outside. We should do like an outing instead of just let's just walking a field around trip. Yeah, we should walk zoo. down or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, just sit down in a grassy knoll and just like sing songs or something. We should have our, our um. Our Muggle Cast meetup be 
gone to the be on one of those well. moving trolleys in San Francisco, so that everyone has to like make effort to like meet us up. Like, let's have one of those moving trolleys as it goes through the uh, streets of San Francisco and take over like a whole trolley. Yeah, like a scavenger hunt. They have to find us. Yeah. No. <laughs> scavenger. <laughs> That's a little too hard. Um. All right. Well, Julie, we'll see you at Ascatraz, I assume. Uh, most likely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you there. Muggle okay, Cast- bye. Bye. Oh, bye. Yeah, Muggle- <laughs> She wanted to leave. Uh, yeah, MuggleCast Meetup. That was a lot of fun at Portis, and it'll uh, probably be a lot of fun next year. Alexandra. Hi, you're on MuggleCast Live. Alexandra, hello. Alex. Andra. And that's what we call a dead caller. Not literally. Oh, um, um, Scott, hello. You're on MuggleCast Live. <laughs> and he hung up. Okay, so remember the rules. <laughs> Let's try again. Rose, hi. You're on MuggleCast Live. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, hi. All right. So, sorry, this is a little bit off topic, but I just wanted to kind of share one of those. Oh, did I mute my thing? Okay. Yep, I just wanted to share good. one of those cool like kind of book connections which i worked out the other day yeah uh hopefully not everyone has already made this connection because then i'm going to seem very slow <laughs> but in the emerson and melissa jkr interview joe said and i quote the one scene that i wondered whether i was going to be able to get past the editors was the physical condition of voldemort before he went into the cauldron do you remember it was kind of fetal i felt an almost visceral distaste for what i'd conjured up but there's a reason it was in there and you will see that and I'm sure that what oh end quote I'm sure that what that relates to is the baby which is described to King's Cross chapter in Deathly Hallows. Yeah. So does there, anyone else think that's kind of cool? Or definitely. Now, what what was she talking about in context of that? What was the question? Um, uh, the question it was something like um about scenes, and she was saying kind of scenes which she thought was pretty sort of horrific, but she said that she could justify every like morbid scene she had in the book. Except- that that one was the one that she was a bit kind of, you know, oh, freaking out about. But yeah, yeah it just said it was fine. Mm. Well, then that's... I thought that was just kind of cool. That is pretty cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, Although cool. I'm not very smart. You're just not Australian. That's the whole thing. I guess not. <laughs> hey, what time is there in Australia? Um, it's one sixteen on Friday. One sixteen on Friday in okay. the morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Afternoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know. You know Matt doesn't know how to Not that day is. dedicated to get up at one. <laughs> oh, oh well sweet. then, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for calling, Rose. Wait, one more thing. Oh, oh yeah. Thing. Speaking of Australia, what's happening with the Australian number? <laughs> um, I was actually going to re-add that um, number before the live show, but I didn't. But yeah, we'll we'll put it back on. Sure. Okay, so it's still up on the website, but then right. I noticed you uh, just didn't mention it. Yeah, I was kind of just on the fence about it. He was lazy. No, but yeah, obviously we have a couple. Were you at uh, Were you at Eric's MuggleCast meetup in Australia? A couple. I was in oh. Sydney. It was very good. Look at that, Eric. You met this Eric, girl. Eric, I sent you an email about it. Do you remember? Afterwards, gushing praise. You replied back. Yes. So. Yes, I, I flagged it, actually. I, I flag all my praising emails. <laughs> you are so, <laughs> so full of yourself, Eric. Yeah, really. Oh, look at all these emails about me. People love Eric. He prints them out and hangs <laughs> them up I on his wall. Online. 
It is online. Sydney is online. Yeah, I watched it again as well. I, I really liked how you had the um, Paul Kelly song as the music from Little Things, Big Things Grow. I love that song. Actually, I have to thank another Australian who gave me that. Uh, it was a CD with, with it on. So it wasn't my idea. It wasn't all my idea. Ah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Rose, for calling in. And uh, we'll get that yeah, Australian thanks. number back. Sweet. Awesome. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Damn, I forgot to say say hello to the kangaroos. I always want to. You're so so uh, hello, Jim, Kathy, and Sarah. I'm sure it's just one of you in the Nink family. Welcome to MuggleCast Live. Yeah. Um, well, I'm using my family account, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, my name's Sarah, but. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that you guys are, like, amazing, and I'm, like, huge fans. Oh, well, Aww. thank you. Oh. I love you guys. Oh, well, thank you. That's very um, nice of you. I just wanted to say that I, um, like, really hate the fact that they made it PG. Why do you hate that fact? Yeah, tell us. Because it's just, like, it's supposed to be getting darker. I mean, like, isn't it supposed to be getting darker? No. That's no. what they say every film, I mean, right? It's, it's getting darker. To get darker. darker. Yep. Well, no one's to say that it doesn't get darker. Do you think it's Just darker, the darkest, that... Eric? I do. But... Well, then why are you putting PG-13 or R? <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure. I'm really, I'm really confused. But, I mean, if you think about it, I was trying to say this before, Book 6 was, at times, quite jovial. And the hormones and everything were, you know, I, I Book 6 is not as intense as Book 5, as far as angst, unless you're going to Unless you think of like the the Voldemort stuff, which is very minimalized in the movie, so it might not be out of the question for movie six to be PG. Okay. I mean, well, it's really. Like, I don't know. I am a huge fan of the books and a huge fan of the movies, and I just want them to do it justice. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right. I, I think I think um, that you I think that you will like this movie. <laughs> I think that okay, good. you sound like the cast. It's just gonna drive I know, Eric. You're gonna get a heavy weight on your shoulder because once the, yeah, re- tell- the movie's released, like I mean, you're, you're gonna be responsible for every l- reader who didn't like the movie. I'm putting they all that like weight it, on your shoulders. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling in, Sarah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Bye, sir. There's a nice caller. Oh, sweet. Um, let's take another call. Uh, hi, Heidi. You're on MuggleCast Live. Good evening. Hi. Hi. How are you? Let's take another call. Mute your stream. You're on MuggleCast. Oh, sorry. Let me mute my stream. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What's Hello. going on? Hi. Um, nothing. I was wondering if you think that um, it being PG is going to like impair the fandom at all. Because of all the things they've done, like, delay it and... Sorry, going to what, the fandom? Like, not get the trailer for six months and then delay it for nine months. Wait, what do you think it'll do to the fandom? Do you think it'll hurt it? Like, lesser it? Penny, do you think it'll hurt the fandom? I don't think it's going to hurt the fandom any more than anything else with Half Blood Prince has done. Um, as far as like the delay really was painful, but we all got over it, and 
I think that'll be fine. If it's a good movie, it will be a good movie no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm just afraid of, I mean, like, all these things they're doing to us. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. It is. I don't know. I mean, it, it certainly, it hurt. It hurt my heart. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, honestly, what, anything that's going to happen, there's going to get both a positive and negative, you know, reaction to it. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, these things happen, but people are sort of over the delay now, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all the Facebook groups. Oh, yeah, I know. You sound really sad, Heidi. Do you do you need to talk with us? Is there anything we can help you with? No, I'm nervous. Oh, my mom's name is Heidi. That's not true. Really? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean it's not true? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm just trying to help you. Cope. Actually, guys, I wanted to mention, I what? just got a message from a guy named uh, Jeremy on Skype, and I haven't checked on this, but he says that HarryPotter.com says that this film is not yet rated. Still says that. No, but it doesn't matter. They just haven't updated it. HarryPotter.com never gets updated on time. Yeah. Well, Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers actually... What's up with that? Yeah, Warner Brothers confirmed it the other day. We just didn't post because it was obviously confirmed because it was on the MPAA's website. I wish so, Eric. It's nice to dream. Well, thank you, Heidi, for calling. Wait, I have one more thing. Oh, what's up? I think you guys should come to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we may. We may. You never know. You think she should what? In uh come to Boston. Here's Why? the here's the deal. What's in Boston? Whoever gives us five thousand dollars, we'll go anywhere. But we need five thousand dollars. That's all paid up front yeah. in cash. I'll give you an address to mail it to. <laughs> or if you live near one of us, we can trade with suitcases. <laughs> $5,000. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Heidi, we may. You never know. Okay. Thanks, though. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, that was nice. How many more calls should we take? One or two? This uh, is going long. Take... We're in an hour and a half here. Oh, my goodness. We didn't even take a break. I I, I prepared break music. <laughs> do we have to take a break? No, I love taking breaks because I go like this. This is what I do. See it, you know. Get oh, get up to put. It's gonna be a good song. It is gonna be a good song. Oh, there we go. Okay, I, I like I like taking breaks. I like going like this. All right, we're gonna take a break right now. It's six twenty-five on your Thursday evening. Five hundred twenty-seven people listening. Oh, it's MuggleCast Live. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Roxanne by the Police. Oh, I thought it was going to be a good song. Roxanne by the police. You're playing Roxanne. Yeah. You got the weirdest taste in music. That's what I was going to do, but... That's a great song. It's a good song. It's so random, though. <laughs> you play all... I mean, you don't. You er, never play any music that's in this decade. Uh, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about. I Logan, do. hi, you're on MuggleCast Live. What's up? Logan. Hello? Hey, you're on MuggleCast Live. Hi. What's going um, on? Well, I was thinking another reason why um maybe the Beetle the Barter or whatever should be the was the, the best thing of two thousand eight 
was because even people who haven't read Harry Potter can still read that book and pretty much understand most of it. Yeah. So it's like a new it's a new thing for people even if they're not into Harry Potter. Uh hey Natasha, you're on MuggleCast Live. Hey, hey Natasha from How's New Zealand. What's up? I'm pretty good, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what's on your mind? Uh I just had a question about Half-Life Prince. Oh, what's that? I was wondering whether they would give justice to the um like the plot line of the Half-Life Prince because we haven't really seen it in the trailers yet. Oh, yes. Um, I liked it in the movie. What they do, I mean, they sh- they show the Spinner's End chapter. They show that in a scene. I mean, it's a scene in the beginning of the movie or towards the beginning of the movie. And it kind of gets a fair amount of play as far as, you know, Harry having the potion book and at the end. But I'm not going to say it wasn't as rushed as it was in the book. Hmm. Um, I don't think it's necessarily... Really more rush though, Hello? which is probably a good thing. Mm. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, I hope you know it's 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 somewhat good because you know I enjoyed the, it. The movie is called Half Blood Prince, after all. Yes. Yeah, and, and people should be able to understand why. Didn't she say something about a tr- the trailer though? Or or was I just? Missing? They hadn't really shown it in the trailers yet. No, they haven't shown, but but they never really show anything about really the plot. In the, the trailers, because well, basically, the plot is so you know deep and connected, you can't really get a a good general plot. Right. Chamber of Secrets. When there was obviously the climax was in the Chamber of Secrets. Hello, Ellen. You're on MuggleCast Live. Hello. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Good. Um, actually, I should be studying, but that's okay. <laughs> nah. Oh. Anyway, so I have a couple of things. Um, first of all, with the Half-Blood Prince delay, yeah. I think that um, even though I was upset too, I really think that we've all been expecting like a lot from WB. And I think that um, part of the way to, I don't know, ease the pain is to think about how much we've been expecting and how much we've been getting and then think how much we're going to love it when we get it. Yeah, I mean, personally... Good attitude to take. Yeah, me too. I I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, look, every movie I get really excited, and then sometimes my hopes just get down. And by sometimes, I mean most of the time. <laughs> sometimes, I mean all the time. Okay, well, um, well, I just had another comment. I think that um, Muggle Space is a great way to keep everyone united, and it's actually starting a lot of new things, so thanks. Is it like what? Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Like... Some of us are going to try to start a podcast, and oh, cool! Like I'm talking to a lot of people, and it's it's really great. It's I'm I'm like really I, you know, it seemed to slow down, but that just picked it right back up. I think. Well, that's very good to hear. I mean, you know, that's the that's the purpose of it, um, to connect Harry Potter fans with other Harry Potter fans. So we're glad to hear that. Thanks. Keep the fandom alive. Yeah, that's a good thing yeah. for that's a definitely exactly. Well, thank you, Alan, the for calling. Alan did oh, say about um. Yeah, one of the things Ellen was saying about the other series, like there are other series out there that don't get that their books, like they may have a favorite book and their favorite book ever has not gotten the movie treatment and may not even have hope of getting the movie treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we've had movies consistently every other year to look forward to in, condi- you know, 
in addition to our books. I think Ellen was 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 awesome to point that out. Yeah, that definitely. we're pretty lucky. Yes, definitely. Um, okay. Well, uh, that does it for the live calls for now. And we're going to wrap up the show in just a minute. But, uh, unfortunately, we do have some sad news to report that we just found out, um, last night. Isn't that right, Laura? Uh, um, like Andrew said, unfortunately, we received news late last night that MuggleCast listener Darren Chun, 15 of Australia, drowned at a beach off the coast of Melbourne. Um, I'll first go ahead and read the email Darren's friend Chris sent us. He said, my friend died yesterday, Darren. He was a hero, funniest guy I knew. He could cheer people up when nobody else could. And he was an avid listener of MuggleCast. I was just hoping that you could give a shout out to him, his friends and family in his memory. He drowned at a beach yesterday and we all miss him very much. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. So really, um, very sad news. That's so sad. Yeah, this is this is really a huge loss. I mean, um, all across the board. And we just want um, Chris, you and Darren's family to know that we're thinking of you and we have you in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to hold a moment of silence to remember Darren now. Um, so we ask that everyone listening tonight uh, will also keep Darren and his friends and family in your thoughts and prayers. All right, so there we go. And uh, like like Laura said, our thoughts and prayers were with Laura and his family. And um, his friend, Darren's friend, actually sent us what apparent, what, what uh, is Darren's favorite song. It's actually One Chance by Take a Chance. Or sorry, it's Take a Chance by One Chance. I uh, got this backwards. And so we're going to play that to wrap up the show. It's actually a nice song. Uh, Darren had a good uh, taste for music. So I guess we'll wrap everything up for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you've been listening on the live stream, um, we're sorry for the technical difficulties, but they eventually were ironed out at the end. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Once again, uh, Penny, Laura, Nick, Micah, Eric, and also Ben who came on earlier. Thanks for... uh, joining us and uh we're gonna wrap things up today like i said with the song uh take a chance by one chance so again thanks everyone for listening and good night